welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of DB Symmetry Limited and Swindon Borough Council. The citation for this case is 2022 UKSC 33. And this case is about planning law and the rules around building new houses. The development in question here is near Swindon and is part of a plan to build new houses and boost economic growth in the area. Back in 2015, the previous owners of the land in question were given permission to develop the site subject to 50 conditions. The one that is relevant to this case is condition 39, which is worth quoting in full, and says, quote, Roads. The proposed access roads, including turning spaces and all other areas that serve a necessary highway purpose, shall be constructed in such a manner as to ensure that each unit is served by fully functional highway, the hard surfaces of which are constructed to at least base course level prior to occupation and bringing into use. Reason? To ensure that the development is served by an adequate means of access to the public highway in the interests of highway safety. End quote. As far as the roads actually go, the previous owners submitted a landscape master plan that showed two access roads that formed a cross. There was a north to south access road that ran from a new junction off the A420 and an east to west access road that connected the rest of the site. In the middle, there was a proposed roundabout to connect those two access roads. All of that seemed fine, but after DB Symmetry, the respondents in this case, acquired the site, they applied for a certificate under Section 192 of the Town and Country Planning Act 1990 to confirm that the formation and use of the access roads as private roads would be lawful. Swindon Borough Council refused that certification on the basis that Condition 39 imposed an obligation on the site owners to designate the access roads as public highways. Now, it was agreed between the parties that if Swindon had used a planning obligation rather than a planning condition, then it would have certainly been possible for the council to require the access roads be used as public highways. The argument was that Swindon said they could use a planning condition to achieve the same result, while DB Symmetry argued that Condition 39 simply regulated the physical attributes of the access roads before they later became actual roads to be used by homeowners, etc. Judgment went back and forth between the parties right the way up to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. The first issue for the justices to consider was whether a planning authority could impose a planning condition such that a developer must dedicate land on a site to be a public highway. The main case in this area is the 1964 decision of Hall and Company Limited and Shoreham by Sea Urban District Council. And the Supreme Court agreed with the Court of Appeal here that this case is authority for the fact that a planning authority may not lawfully require a developer to dedicate land as a public highway by way of a planning condition. Planning conditions are something imposed by the authority, whereas planning obligations are generally agreed between the authority and the landowner. While it is common for there to be an obligation for part of the land to be dedicated for public use, it is notable that this was not the case here. 
Swindon tried to get around this by imposing a planning condition, but the power to impose conditions is not unlimited. In the Lee judgment, it was noted that there are three main restraints on this power. Firstly, the conditions must be imposed for an actual planning purpose and not some ulterior purpose. Secondly, the conditions must fairly and reasonably relate to the development in question. And thirdly, they must not be so unreasonable that no reasonable planning authority would have imposed the conditions. As such, if an authority is in the same position as Swindonborough Council and wants the access roads to be dedicated as public highways, then the only two options are to either reach a voluntary agreement with the landowner or to exercise powers of compulsory acquisition. The next issue for the justices was to consider whether Condition 39, which we quoted in full earlier on, did have the effect of dedicating land to be a public highway. Here, as with other public documents, it is important for the court to ask what the reasonable reader would understand by the words used, given the context of planning law. It is an objective exercise which relies on the ordinary meaning of the words that are used. On that basis, the Supreme Court decided that Condition 39 does not require the access roads to be designated as public highways. After all, the condition makes no mention of any such requirement, the condition is about the physical attributes of the access road, and furthermore, there is the context of planning conditions contrasted with planning obligations that we mentioned earlier on. The appeal by Swindon Borough Council was therefore dismissed. Overall, I am inclined to agree with this judgment. Planning law is by no means an area where I have a huge amount of expertise, but reading the condition from the point of view of the average person on the street, it is pretty clear that there is no inherent requirement for the access roads to be designated as public highways. The condition is written in a way to describe the physical attributes of the access road, and because the conditions are something that is imposed by the authority onto the landowner, it is important to not read too much into them because that would be to set a restriction after the fact. Meanwhile, the obligations can be looked at with slightly more variation because they are agreed between the parties and so it is something much more akin to a contract. The other point to make about this case is about the housing crisis in general. The UK needs more houses to be built and one of the ways that this will happen is through an efficient planning process. Cases like this, where authorities make obvious and avoidable errors, are a part of the problem. I don't think Swindonborough Council were wrong to take this case all of the way to the Supreme Court, but failing to agree an obligation was a mistake in the first place, and simple things like this affect development. If more houses are going to be built, then reforms are needed from the central government, but it also needs effective management at a local level as well. Well, thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and special thanks to all of you who listened to episodes in 2022 and made it such a special year for UK Law Weekly. I hope all of you had a wonderful new year, and I wish you all of the best for 2023. I certainly look forward to making more content for you to enjoy this year as we follow the ups and downs from the Supreme Court and the legal world in general. I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!